Welcome to the Radiate Church Podcast. Today, we begin a brand new series called We Are That Church. We'll discuss in depth who we are, our mission, and our vision, which is ultimately to honor God in all of our ways, corporately and individually, as followers of Christ. Now, let's get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. So we've been in this series, to set everything up, we've been in this series called We Are That Church, right? And so here's what we've been talking about. This is the fourth week. we got one more week next week, and I hope that you come back for that. We'd love to have you as we talk about what the future of Radiate looks like and, and, and what are we going to do in 2020 and beyond as we look at uh, 2020 vision and, and what does that look like for us. So I hope you come back next week. But what, we, what we've been talking about, are, what are the four phrases that make up who we are. What are we all about at Radiate? Who are we? Who have we been? Who will we be? This is what we're deciding. This is who we are in prayer and all this stuff. So we've talked about that we will know God, not just know about God. And so we, we want to experience and encounter God in a great way, and we will always create environments where that can happen here at Radiate. We want to gather together, and so we will always create environments where people can come together and create relationships. We think there's value. I, I, I'm just crazy enough to believe that if the Bible says something, I should probably listen. Amen. And so when the Bible tells me there's importance in gathering together, I think we should create environments where we can gather together. We gather together corporately on Sundays. We gather, gather together in teams as we serve and we gather together in groups and around tables and have conversations. And so we talked about no God gather together last week. We talked about chasing purpose and the importance of that and that we all have a purpose. And that feeds into this week. And this week is this. You can title it this. Change the world. You hear me say that just about every week. Uh, you hear me talk about that all the time. Let's go change the world. Let's go. And I just want to tell you something. That change the world is not just a phrase. And when we hear it a lot of times, we can get like really caught up in the bigness of that. But what my point is today, and I want to talk to us all, no matter if you're a part of Radiate, no matter if you're not, it's actually a great week for you to be here so that we can find out what we all bring to the table, that we can change the world. I want you to know that. We can't, I don't know about you, but I'm just going to talk from my heart for a minute. For me, I, there comes a point where I get tired of walking around and seeing the same things in life. I get tired of walking around physically and seeing the same stuff. I get tired of walking around on social media, if you will, and seeing the same stuff all the time. I get tired of walking through life in hearing about how everybody's marriage is falling apart because nobody can stay out of everybody else's relationship. I get tired of walking around and hearing about how everybody's life is, my life is worse than everybody that I'll come into contact with. I was reminded this morning, I, I got a friend of mine, a, a guy that I know remotely, his 13-year-old daughter had a sleepover with five friends up in the upstate and one of the girls was picked up by her grandmother and hit by a car and didn't make it from, from what we stay. And yet we all feel like we have to fight for the worst life possible. I get tired of hearing about how, man, I can't do these things because this is happening in my life. I can't do these things because that, that has happened to me. And I deal with this and you don't deal with that. And... I got financial struggles, and I got emotional issues, and I got anxiety, and I got addiction, and I got a... And none of that, I'm not demeaning any of that, because all that is real struggle. All that is a real thing, but I get tired, if I'm going to be real, of walking around in life, and I'm talking about how good God is, 
But everybody else is talking about how bad life is. Are you with me? And like, I just want to know in my life, and this is where I'm at right now. I just want to know that I can make a difference in this world. Some of you are like, well, of course you can. That's why you started a church. I didn't start a church to make a difference in the world. I started a church to unlock destiny in people that didn't know they had purpose so that we can go out and make a difference in this world. Not so that I can do anything. It's not so that I could buy a microphone. Shoot, I could have went and bought this microphone and stood in my living room and done that. But at what point do we get tired of just going, man, victim mentalities are just normal. I just live in a state of offense all the time. If you say the wrong thing to me, I'm just going to get offended and mad at you and walk away out of your life, but I'm going to tear you down on the way out because I didn't like what you said. Anybody? Come on. Let's just call like, I get tired of seeing that stuff. I get tired of watching people talk about how their marriage is going down, but they're not talking about how they're cheating on their spouse. Well, I'm not seeing another woman. Yes, you are. Three times a week on your internet browser. Anybody. The thing is, is guys, at some point we got to call this stuff out and stop just making it normal. We've become so used to the problems that we don't think we can make a difference because it's normal now. And what I want to tell you is I want to walk through life and this is where I am. I know that I'm going to see a move of God in my county and in my town and in my church. We're going to see blind eyes open. We're going to see uh, miraculous healing from stuff, right? We're going to see addictions broken. Listen, if you're in here today and you got an addiction, I don't care what it's to. I don't care if it's to pills, alcohol, pornography, negativity, to people, to whatever. I just want to tell you, that does not have to define your life. There comes a point where we have to say enough is enough and Jesus can break every stronghold. You see, I, I long for that in my life. I long for walking through life, and I, I don't hear people talking about how bad their life is, but I hear people talking about, man, this is what's happening in my life, but I'm just going to be honest with you. That's just an opportunity for God to show off. What if we changed our narrative? I long to see people that come into church, and we're not holding grudges against family members and friends that have done us wrong anymore. Let's, I know. Y'all like, that's too personal, Pastor. No, like, why do we have to hold a grudge and let some, what somebody else did to us define how we treat everybody else we come into contact with? I had a conversation with somebody this week on, over the internet. And uh, there's good things to social media, and this was one of them. And I had a conversation with uh, about three or four people online about how they stopped attending church because of the experience they had at their previous church. And I went on there, and here was my response to him. I said, I'm sorry that an experience with one person made you question the entire existence of an organization. And I just want you to know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Go find you a church that you care about and that cares about you. And I, we had a back and forth for a while on this, and I get so bothered because if somebody hurts our feelings in Target, we go back the next day. Somebody doesn't shake their, my hand on Sunday and I'm never walking back in that church again. Did you ever stop to think that maybe it's a spiritual battle that's playing with your mind to make you think that there's more weight to that than there is so that you'll stay away from something that will unlock the purpose in your life? 
This is coming, this is just heart, right? I just want to walk through life, man, and just go, it's not about that. But there's something that can shift in this county. Like, we don't have to walk around with a victim mentality. We can walk around with a victor mentality. We don't have to walk around angry at everybody. We can walk around joyful in the spirit. I don't have to walk around bound because the Bible tells me that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and the spirit lives within me. I don't have to walk around trying to find my next drunken high. I got a high on Jesus. I don't have to worry about the other stuff. I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. How many of you guys, and let's just be real. You don't, if you're not comfortable, you don't have to, but I'd love to see your hand. But I just want to know how many of you guys would love to see something amazing and miraculous happen in this world today as you live throughout this world? Man, a majority of hands, and I would venture to say a lot of the hands that didn't go up is because you're just not comfortable. Because we all want to see that. And here's, I got some great news for you today. Are you ready? Because I know y'all are like, man, this started heavy today. But I got some really, really good news for you. And the good news is this. We can and we will see that happen. We can and we will be a part of something like that. We can and we will see addictions broken, anxiety gone. We can and we will see movements of God, not moments of God. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? The deal is, is that we all have a part to play in that. And I just want to tell you, that's the good news. Because some of you are like, I don't know where I'm coming from. Like, I, you don't know what I've done. You don't know the person I am or the person I was. You don't know what I did in my marriage. You don't know what I did in my previous marriage. You don't know what I did in my previous life. I don't need to know all that to know this. We all have a role to play to see God do something great. Because here's the thing. God wants movements of God throughout this entire earth. And you know who he brings it through? Us. When God wants something on the earth, he brings it through you. Now, you may be sitting there today and you're like, man, this is the first time I've ever been in church before in my life. I don't even understand what you're saying. Let me, let me break it down and tell you this. You are important enough for God to ask you to be a part of his grand plan. Yeah, but I can't do that because you don't know what I've gone through. I don't need to know what you've gone through. I don't even need to know what you did last night. Here's what I need to know. Are you willing I posted something on social media last night because I was thinking through this. And it was this, excuses tell us what will stop us. Perseverance shows us that nothing will. How many times do we come up with an excuse? Oh, I can't go to the gym. I'm out of shape. <laughs> oh, you know, like, <laughs> that one, always, I do hear that all the time. Right? I don't know what to do, so I can't go. Let's learn. In church, I can't go to church because I'm not right. Okay. Do you put on a raincoat before you get in the shower? Stop trying to get clean before you come to the very place that's supposed to help you get clean. Jesus is the one that fixes us. Jesus is the one that changes us. It's not you and it's not me. We just get to be a part of the grander plan. And so what I want you to know today is this. You get to be a part of what God died, Jesus died to establish, and that's the church. I want to give you this thought, and you can write this down. You can, uh, t we encourage you to take pictures and share it all over social media. It's this thought. Like, it's going to get good from here on out. Because some of you guys are like, that started real heavy. I want you to know this. Teamwork makes the dream work. John Maxwell 
has turned, uh, coined this phrase and made it really famous. Teamwork makes the dream work. Here's the thing, like in, 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 in the New Testament, you got 12 guys, 12 guys that show up called the disciples, and they show up, and they're nobodies. They're nobody. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but back in those days in the Jewish tradition, you had to go through all this stuff just to be the disciple of a rabbi. You had to memorize scripture. You had to know what was called the rabbi's yoke. You had to know all this stuff. Those guys had already been denied being a disciple. They were doing their family trade, and some of them weren't even doing very well at that. They were just doing it. Jesus shows up, says, hey, come follow me. You can be a disciple of me as a rabbi. And then 12 guys follow Jesus for three years, they do amazing things, and Jesus leaves, and he looks at these 12 guys. Here's what he says. He said, and leave that up, thank you. He says, <laughs> you, the rejects, the ragtags, the people that didn't make it anywhere else, are going to do greater things than I ever did. Hold up, Jesus. I couldn't even make it on the fishing boat. I couldn't make it on anybody else's yoke, but yet you're telling me that when you leave, which is going to be in a few days, then I'm going to do more than you could ever do. Dude, you healed blind eyes. You brought the lame back up off of a mat and looked at him and said, now take the very thing that defined you for so many years and carry it over your shoulder to show everybody else that I healed you. He said, what, Jesus, what are you talking about? You established the church everywhere. Like, what are you talking about, man? And Jesus goes, here's what you got to understand. I know on the natural you're not qualified, but in the spiritual I qualified you. And he said, and 12 people turned the whole world upside down after Jesus left by telling people about the kingdom, by changing their lives, by healing blind eyes, by doing all these kinds of things. They looked at people that couldn't walk and said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And they stood up and walked. 12 people turned the world upside down. Why did that happen? Because teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream. We all get to work together to see something amazing happen. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20, you can write that down. It's not going to come on the screen. It may, I don't know, but I'm just going to tell you. I'm not going to read it. He says, hey, here's what I want you to do. He's talking to the disciples. He says, go. Go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. In other words, go and don't prerequisite, don't pre-qualify everybody, but just tell them you get to be a part of something called the kingdom of God. You're a part of this thing called a journey. You're a part of this thing called a story. You're a part of this thing called a revolution, and you get to be a part of it. You have a part to play. You're not pre-qualified. You just have a part to play. Go and make disciples, teaching them or baptizing them in the name of the Father, God, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, in the Trinity, baptize them in that, immerse them in that, and then teach them to obey all that I commanded. And lo, I am with you even until the end of the age. Jesus tells them this, go. Can somebody say go? Go, go, go. He didn't say stay. He didn't say sit down. He didn't say judge. He doesn't say hold them accountable to something you won't do. He says go. That means get up off your blue chair Stand on the two feet that I gave you, put them into motion, and go somewhere. Well, where do I need to go? To the ends of the world. In other words, the person right in front of you and the person you can't even see yet. Go to the ends of the world and make disciples. Well, Jesus, I'm not you. How do I make disciples? Here's how you make disciples. You bring them into the kingdom, and then you talk about how good I am. 
You talk about how I love you. You talk about, here's what disciples do. Disciples are involved. We live in a consumer era today to where all we want to do is sit back and take and take and take and take. But the kingdom is contributor, not consumer. The kingdom is about you has just as much to play as he does. And he's got just as much to play as she does. And she's got just as much to play as he does. It doesn't matter who's got a microphone. It doesn't matter who can play the drums. It doesn't matter who can sing. Here's what matters. Who's willing to go? The only prerequisite Jesus has to expanding the kingdom is who's willing to go. And so these 12 guys come together and they just, they just turn the world upside down because no matter what, I want you to hear me today, no matter what, we all have a place. We all have a role. We all have a part to play in this thing called the kingdom of God. And here's what we believe at Radiate. We believe this. You change the world one person at a time. You change the world one person at a time. See, I'm not going out and I'm not trying to, to do this thing. Like It would be crazy for me to go, hey guys, we need to reach 5 million people next week. All of us would be like, how in the world do we do that? We change them one boss that we serve with at a time. One coworker that sits in our cubicle at a time. One person that's in front of us at the checkout line at Food Lion while we're buying canned goods to bring to the Carolina canned good drive at a time. One Starbucks barista at a time. One oil change attendant at a time. One person that when we work in customer service that calls and is mad at a time. We change the world one person at a time. And for some of us, that person starts with you. Some of us, we're trying to change the world, but we're not letting Jesus change us. I can't allow Jesus to change the world if he's not even changing me. Because I don't know Jesus, I know religion. Religion is rules and regulations. Jesus is relationship. And I don't know about you, but when I say let's go change the world, I mean, I don't care if we meet them and they're flipping us off because they're, we're riding their bumper on the street. Make a sign that says Jesus loves you. <laughs> and hold it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might get beat up if you do that. It's one person. It's one child in, in your classroom. It's one person on social media. It's one person that you're holding a grudge against. What if the grudge, here, can I just be bold? What if the grudge you're holding is keeping someone from the full life of Christ? The person that it's keeping from that could be them, but it could also be you. What if with the grudge and the bitterness we have and is, is all about that? We believe we change the world one person at a time. I was taught this. Early in leadership, I'm, I'm one of those guys, if you know me at all, I have big dreams and big vision. Like, I want to see big things happen, you know? Like, for me, a lot of people would look at this and go, in an elementary school, you're killing it. To me, I see a whole lot more than what you see today. Like, I see a lot more. I'm driving towards what I see, right? I got big dreams, big vision, multiple campuses, thousands and thousands of people, books. I see all kinds of stuff taking place that God's put in my brain. Here's the thing. Somebody told me this a long time ago. They said, you eat an elephant. One bite at a time. And I looked at him in the moment. I was like, I hate you. Get out my face. Don't talk to me anymore. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who's going to eat an elephant? Here's what they were trying to say. 
The bigger the thing, the more strategic the bites. Here's the thing. Most of us, or, or this is what we want to do at Radiate. We want to change the world one person at a time, or we want to change the world one bite at a time. One decision. One step. One soul. Because here's the truth. Every number at Radiate Church, every seat, I want you to look around. Seats are full, seats are empty, all over the place, right? Every single seat today represents a soul. And every soul at the end of our life goes somewhere. I want to be able to say at the end of my life, I did everything absolutely possible to reach every number so that we could reach every soul so that nobody had to go anywhere but to heaven with me and party with Jesus on the golden hills of the golf course up there with him as we teed off and I made hole-in-ones every single time. I want you partying with me because it's changing the world one person at a time. I want to see a movement of God, but it doesn't start with you changing. It doesn't start with you doing something. It starts with me. And I want you to know, you and I work together in teamwork to make this thing happen. We're not here in a school. We're not, listen, I just want to tell you this, because this, this is a misconception about churches. I did not create this church. I did not start, not, I didn't create this church. I did not plant this church through the direction of God to be the pastor. I did not start this church to have a platform. I did not start this church to have a crowd. I started this church because, doggone it, there are people that have no idea the purpose that is locked up in their spirit and in their bones. And if we all come together and spirit starts meshing with spirit and purpose starts unlocking purpose, something can take place in our families and in our towns. We're not here to gather, we're here to change. And we're here to change the world. So how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we do that? Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8. You still with me today? That's good stuff. Verses 4 through 8 of Romans chapter 12, it says this, For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that each differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, faith if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts or, or uh, lifts up and supports, he who exhorts is in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. You know what I love about what Paul is saying in the book of Romans right here? Chapter 12, verses 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. He says this, we are all doing the same purpose. We all want to achieve the same goal, but we do it different ways. Can I tell you, we live in a world today to where it, I want to judge my role in this thing based on what you're accomplishing. Social media, all this stuff, like I'm, I know I sound like I'm bashing it all the time, but I'm not. But we've been taught that if I'm not living the same life you are, I'm not as successful as you are. You have, Paul says it right here. He says that we are all one body, but individually members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Do you know why some people are successful CEOs and not others? Because they're wired differently because they have a different role to play in the same story. 
I can't judge myself based off of them. I can learn from them, but I can't say I'm not successful if I'm not them because I have been graced and gifted in another area than them. And hear me today, that is okay. We don't all have to be the same person. Hear me today, if all of you were like me, this world would be in trouble. It's a true story. I'm crazy. I'm weird. I got quirks that are dumb. Y'all would go to bed at night. If you were like me, you'd go to bed at night, and you'd have to make sure the lines on your comforter were straight up and down and not at all diagonal. Or else you would spend 10 minutes. Don't laugh at me. Spend 10 minutes trying to get them straight. That's what you'd do. You would not be able to sit on the couch unless the pillows were in directly the right place that they were supposed to be in to begin with. That's me. You wouldn't, like, I got quirks, man. I'm different. Don't touch my face. You touch my face, you're going to catch these hands. Right? I like, I, that's just how it is. Y'all think Hacksaw Jim Duggan was the man. Y'all ain't seen me with nothing. Let's go. Here's the thing. We're all different. Why? Because we have to be different. Because God looked and he said, I love you so much. I want to make you different from everybody else. I want to make you stand out in your own personal way so that we can all accomplish the expansion of the kingdom of God. I want you to be, I don't want you to be like them. I don't want you to feel like them, think like them, talk like them, execute like them. I want you to have those quirks because those quirks make you individual and they make you different and they make you see things on a different level than everybody else. It doesn't make me better or you worse. It makes us different. And so we got to understand that teamwork makes the dream work, but we all have to execute our personal roles, our personal gifts back to God to make this thing happen. And I don't know about you, but it gives me hope in life to know that we all get to play a part of this thing. Because here's the truth. I can't change this world by myself. I will die trying. But I can't do it by myself. And guess what? You can't either. But if we all look down the row, what if we all started doing the same thing? What if we all start, look at the row in front of you. What if all of them locked arms with you? Now we could take some ground. And the row behind you, and the, side, and the row on the other side, and the people that are roaming the lobby right now to make sure that everything's safe and good and we're all in, in good hands. What, what if the people that are up here leading worship locked arms with the people that are setting up pipe and drape and we all started doing the same thing? What would happen? A movement of God. A movement of God. Now, I hear, I hear the thoughts of some people because I, I hear this all the time. I want to give you this thought real quick, and then I'm going to go back to that. Here's the thought, and I said this a couple weeks ago, and I want to say it again to you. God's gift to us is our abilities and gifts. Our gift back to him is what we do with them. God's gift to you, God's gift to me is the giftings and the abilities that he placed inside of me from the foundations before the foundations of the world. That's God's gift to me. My gift to him is what I do with it. My gift to him is how I execute what he's called me to do in this life. We got teachers and administrators in here. We have CEOs of businesses in here. We have people that, that, that work at, 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 at Food Lion. We have people that work at Starbucks. We have people all over the spectrum of the universe. We have people that work for themselves. We have people that lead worship. We got all kinds of people all over the room. And guess what? 
I love that. Do you know why? We got different generations. We got different races. We got different nationalities. We got different financial statuses in this room. I love that because we all join together in our own unique way to accomplish the one vision, the one purpose that God set when he gave his son to die on a cross. And it was this, to change the world. So when we say, let's go change the world, I'm not saying, hey, move to Africa. What I'm saying is, is reach the one that you encounter today. And then we'll support the people that go to Africa. And if you're called to go there, we'll support you to go there. Whatever it looks like. Because we reach local, national, and abroad. That's what it looks like. And so I can hear your questions today. I can hear some of your thoughts today. Yeah, but I'm not saved by works. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. I'm going to back you up. I got your point back right now. Because you're right, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. See, I told you, Pastor, we weren't saved by what we do. You're right, because verses 8 and 9 seem to back that up. But then we want to just say that so that we don't have to do anything, but then we forget verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Please hear me today. Let's stop right there. Please hear me today. I know some of you came in and you're depressed and you're lost, and you're confused, and you don't know where you are, I want you to know something. You are the workmanship of Christ. He got down and he chiseled you out of stone. He is the potter. You are the clay. He has created you on purpose, for a purpose, with his purpose in mind. He loves you so much that he worked on you until he saw a perfected version of you, and then he released you into the earth to accomplish something that you can't accomplish without him. He loves you where you are. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Get this, for good works. But I thought we weren't saved by, by actions. We're not saved by actions. We're saved for good works. For good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we may would walk in them. Okay, so I just need to know exactly what God wants me to do. Matthew 28, go! Hey, God, how do I reach more people? Go! Hey, God, what do you need me to do to make a difference in this world? Let's think about this for a second. I'm going to go out on a limb and just think that he wants you to just go! Hear me? Go! Just go. I don't have to be a theological scholar to go. I don't have to have it all figured out to go. I don't have to follow Jesus for 20 years before I go. Just go. That's what we're called to do. Jesus doesn't save us by our works. He saves us for his works. Please hear me. That's going to come on the screen. Because I want you to grab that, write it down, take a picture of it. Whatever you got to do to remember that. Jesus, it's not your works that save your life. I can be a great person in the end of my days if Jesus is not in my heart. I can still not go to heaven. Well, that doesn't seem fair. Well, he never said that you would. It's not by our works. It's not by our goodness that we get anywhere. It's by his grace. He doesn't save you by your works. He saves you for his. It says right here in Ephesians chapter 2, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. There are some things God wants you to do, but we have to walk in them. In fact, I want to I I I take you to, to one more verse. 
It's in, it's in James chapter 2. I, I'm going to show you something at the end of this. James chapter 2, verses 18 through 20 says this. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Argument that's taking place, right? You believe that God is one. Please hear this. He says, you believe that God is one? You do well. And then he says, the demons also believe and shudder. Hear me today. Just believing in the Trinity. Just believing in God. Just believing in Jesus. So what? The demons do that part. It's the acceptance in our lives that gets us to a place to where now something is unlocked that changes the world. And it starts with me. That you do well, the demons do that, believe. Shudder. Verse 20. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that was James, not me, that faith without works is useless? Hear me. Let me break this down, then we'll show you something. Faith without works is useless. What does that mean? I believe here's what James was saying. You can have faith all you want, but is it really faith if you won't live it out? Do I really believe that God gave his son for everybody, yet I disqualify you based on the color of your skin? Do I really believe that God can save your marriage, yet I'm going to trash your husband when you talk to me about how to fix it? Let's talk about this. Do I really believe that God can heal anything in your life? But I'm going to give myself a scapegoat when I pray for it and just say, well, God, if it's your will. Don't give yourself a scapegoat. Paint yourself in a corner, and if it doesn't happen, you do what that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. They looked and they said, my God can deliver me from this fire. But even if he doesn't, he's still God and nothing changes. Is it faith? And I believe this is what Jesus was saying in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. If you really believe that I can turn this world upside down, you're going to go. And you're going to do something about it. And you're going to change the world. I want to show you a picture real quick. A couple weeks ago, I went, I went on, a, on a prayer retreat. I just really felt like I needed to go and get away and focus on God. Throw that first picture up. Focus on God. Spend some time in prayer. So I went to this little tree house in the mountains. Y'all, no internet. Oh, no football. There's no TV. None of that. It was just me and God and creepy animals that I could hear at midnight. It made me think they were going to chew my nose off while I slept. And as I got there and I got quiet and I started to listen and I started to pray over 2020 where God was taking us. You'll hear more about that next week. But I started to look around. I, I love the mountains. The mountains is kind of my thing. I, that's where I go. And this was a view from the porch around the treehouse. I know you guys are like, well, that's just trees. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, that's a beautiful picture. Dude, go to the next one. I think there's three. Look at that. Like, There's a little path that you could walk through. I walked through path and walk up and down the hill 
dodging bears. <laughs> and then just leave it on that one for a minute. And that one. Do you see the difference in the three pictures? One of them was so close up, you could see that there was trees about that big, there was trees about that big, there was some were tall, some were small. Some had red flat, uh, leaves, some had yellow, some had brown, some had green still. And then as you zoom out, you see the path that they make up. And then this one, I was standing on the side, and, and right in front of me, about probably 20 feet, there's a big cliff that goes down the mountain that I didn't get close to because, yeah, I love Jesus, but I'm not tempting him. And, <laughs> and, and, and there's a cliff, and, and, and you see another mountain in the distance, and you see all the trees. Here's what I want to show you. As I was there, I was, I was looking at this stuff, and I was really connecting, and, and I felt like I was hearing from the Lord on a lot of things. And I looked out, and I saw all the trees, and I saw the way that they made things up. And here's what the Lord showed me personally. Brandon, every tree is different. None of them are the same. They're different heights. They're different widths. They're different colors. They're different kinds. They have different smells. They have different uses. But the one thing that they all do is they create shelter for, life, for animals. They create food for animals. They create a landscape that you can be in awe at. They create oxygen and breath for people. The one thing they all have in common is they all, even though they're different, do the exact same things. And here's what I felt in that moment as I look literally at this landscape. Every tree that makes up that landscape is planted and rooted exactly where it needs to be so that it can create what it needs to create for the beauty and the goodness of the earth. Hear me. What if many of us never get to see the landscape of the beauty of what God is doing because we never plant ourselves where he put us? I'm more worried about looking like that tree than I am this tree. You are not that tree. You are this tree. I'm more worried about having red leaves than yellow leaves. You don't see one single, you see a, a, a conversation bubble up above this tree right here that says, man, I really wish I looked like that one. No. Do you know why? Because this tree couldn't care less about this tree. This tree grows up and does its job the way it's supposed to do. And when they all come together, it's all for a greater pur purpose. Here's what I want to tell you. Radiate. God is doing amazing stuff through Radiate Church. Amazing. I love it. Honored to be a part of it. But we're not done. And we won't be done until Jesus runs this town. We won't be done until Jesus is glorified all throughout this town, all throughout this county. Until Jesus runs this town, we're not over. But it's going to take teamwork. And so I wanted to tell you today, and the fourth value of Radiate Church is to change the world I can't do it without you and let me be honest I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to do it without you I don't want to build a building on 1464 Whiting Way without you I don't want to see your parents or your kids come to Jesus without you sitting next to them I don't want to see your marriage restored while one of you sits at home and the other sits in here I want to do it with you, hand in hand, arm in arm, to where we lead and we work and we change the stinking world because that is what we're called to do. We're not called to be everybody else. We're called to plant where God put us and be rooted.
and be who we are. And I don't know about you, but that's good news to me because I get to walk out of here today and I get to bow my chest up, hold my head high and say, I'm planted and I know who I am and I know who he is and I will live out what he called me to do and I will encounter every person and change the world one person at a time. My past doesn't define me, my future does. And I will change the world. We will change the world. And for, here's where we're at. Thank you for giving me about four minutes extra. Here's where we're at. Some of us, we need to go out there and we need to just go sign me up for full life. I need to know more about this church. I need to know more about my gift and I need to get involved today. I don't care how big or how small it is. Maybe it's once every six to eight weeks. That's fine. Maybe it's once every week. It doesn't matter what it is. We need to get involved or and or we all need to grab invite cards and you matter cards and stop at radiate. I'll tell you this at radiate. We will not wait on somebody else to do what we're called to do any longer. We will step up. We will take what is ours. We will say this is what God's called us to do. And we will plant and we will be rooted in the very place God's put us. And we will watch the entire landscape shift and change because we will be what God's called us to be. Grab the cards. Grab the invites. And stop waiting on somebody else to invite your family to come with you and you do it. Here's what I want to do with every eye closed, every head bowed. Some of you are in the room and you're like, man, I have heard about purpose and I've heard about Jesus and I've heard the gospel today and I need that, that change. Pastor, one person at a time is in me first. Is, I, I need Jesus to, to start in me today. Like, I don't need to be perfect. I just need to be saved. I need to be redeemed. I need to start over in the family of God because I heard about a God that loves me so much that in my mess, he picked me up and he brought me to a place of, of fullness and wholeness if that's you and you're in the room and you need to give your life to Jesus today will you do me a great big favor and hold your hand up really really high so that we can see you and pray with you I will not march you forward I will not put you on display but I do want to pray with you today Jesus I give you my life I give you everything I have amen amen now if you would just everybody just stand to your feet with me today and here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to pray over you. I'm just going to pray that we would walk out of here and we would change the world starting with the first person we see. And we won't stop until Jesus comes back. Until Jesus is in this town. And we'll go out there and I'm going to pray that some of you go by and you sign up for full life and let's get going. I'm going to pray that some of you go out and you find your purpose and you start living it out. But we're going to live it every single day. We eat an elephant one bite at a time. Father, we honor you. We worship you. We give you everything today. We're here to change the world through you and with you. And God, there is nothing that we can do without you. And so God, I pray that right now in this moment that you'd rise purpose, you'd rise uh, 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 God destiny up in us. And God, that we wouldn't walk out of here today inactive. We wouldn't walk out of here the same, but we would walk out of here knowing that we have a purpose to play in this whole role. No matter who we are, no matter where we're from, no matter what we've done. God, this, our number one priority would not be what we deal with on a physical basis. Our number one priority would be who you are and what you've called us to do. God, I pray that we'd walk out of here. God, I pray new commitment in people. That there are people in the room that would say, I need to be committed to a house, to a church like this, that brings 
brings the best out of me. I pray, God, that there are people that will walk into the lobby and they will sign up for full life. And God, that we will learn more about what it looks like to chase you corporately. I pray that there are people that will go out and lives will be changed today by what we do through you. God, we honor you, we worship you, and we give you all we have. In your name we pray. Put your hands together if you believe God's doing something great in the house. Amen. Hey, church, I love you. I can't wait to see you back next Sunday. Now, let's go change the world. See you next Sunday. Thanks again for joining us today on the Radiate Church podcast. If you would, take a moment to like and subscribe our channel so you can receive more messages just like today's on your device every Monday. Also, you'll receive exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else right here on the Radiate Church Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.